All in all, I know that God wants you to experience new grace this year, his unmerited favor. I know that. It's not that he wants you to go out and work hard so you can earn it. He wants you to experience his grace, his unmerited favor in getting to live this life that Jesus died to give us. God wants you to have new mercies. So you believe that God is not punishing or limiting you for something that's out of your control or something that you failed to do or you thought you were supposed to do this past year. God wants you to have new mercies for that. He wants to give you new opportunities and new blessings and then his favor to go along with all that. And please hear this. Our good father wants to give you new increased faith for all of this. Faith and trust in him and what he's calling you to and that he is giving you the desires of your heart and then he will fulfill that if you'll trust him and walk with him. Do you believe that? Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Ho, ho, ho. Away we go. And depending on when you're listening to this, we're just a few days away from Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And I know at least where we're at and when I'm recording this, we're still wrapping gifts, sort of last minute (laughs) and last minute details for our first ever three in-law Christmas experience. So our youngest daughter, Justine, got married this year. And so that adds one more family into the mix. And so one by one, as our kids of each, the three of them gotten married, Tina and I have had to, you know, learn to juggle the Christmas times and when we hang and when we do all that. I think it's actually going to work out this year for us to do Christmas at least twice uh, here at the house with different people. But it's different and we're learning and growing, but we sure love the expansion here of Team K. I want to thank everyone who left me responses on Facebook here recently. I asked for ideas for new episodes in the Everyday Disciple podcast group, and a bunch of you did give me ideas for that. It's not too late. It's really helpful. I'm here for you. I want to speak to and help enlighten and encourage you in the areas that you would like that, and so I really appreciate when I get that type of feedback. And so if you're not yet part of our Facebook group, would you please do that? In fact, you might say, well, I got an idea right now. Just go over to Facebook or maybe you have it eternally open on your phone and look up the Everyday Disciple podcast and you'll find us real easily and and just join that group and then scroll down a little bit. I don't know, a few posts. You'll see where I said, hey, what ideas do you have? Leave me that. You don't even need that special post. You could always leave me an idea or, hey, would you be willing to speak to this? And I'd love to do that. And While you're at it, please share the podcast with others that you lead in your church or in your missional communities or small groups or people you're partnered with in making disciples. I would, oh, I'd so appreciate that. That's how we expand this out. Share that love. Let the rings of uh, goodness move further and further out. And if you've not done it yet, would you leave us a review in whatever podcast listening forum that you're in, be it iTunes or wherever you get to? I love reading those reviews on the show, and I would love to read yours. All right, thanks. Well, 
2021 has definitely been what I'm sort of calling the year of limbo, sort of a pandemic limbo. I'm not talking about limbo in the Catholic babies being baptized since. I'm talking about sort of feeling just stuck between we're not sure what and where we're going. This has been a weird year because last year in 2020, it was, oh, this new pandemic thing, and we don't know what we're doing. And then around the end of the year, we were thinking we were coming out of it and getting vaccinations. That's going to fix it all. And we're going to be stoked and all in agreement on how this all works going forward. And then 2021, we were kind of stuck, stuck here in pandemic limbo, wondering, okay, we're back and forth a little bit. And most areas are fully back open as far as their Sunday gatherings as churches and in community. I know where we're at, everything's open, but they still do require us to wear a mask indoor. That may never change. I don't know. It might be different where you're at, but that's where we're still at. Tina and I are going to see Jim Gaffigan do a big concert tonight, actually. And I was just thinking about how excited I was for that, for some live comedy and a big atmosphere like that. He's one of my favorite comedians. But I was like, oh, yeah, but we're still wearing a mask. We're still in limbo a bit. And it's the same within our leadership and our churches and even our families. They're like, we want to start doing more things. We want to move outward towards others in mission, but we're still not sure. One of the things that Tina and I find ourselves saying to the folks we coach and lead right now is, hey, don't pre-vote for others. And what I mean by that is, hey, we're thinking about doing a fire pit and having some folks over or maybe doing a marshmallow roast or an open table or a little bit of a Christmas happy hour or something like that. But I don't know if anybody in our neighborhood will do that. We're still a little COVID freaky here. And I say to that, don't pre-vote for people. Let them decide. Be careful, be loving, be wise, but go ahead and love well and do all that stuff that the Spirit of God puts on your heart to do. Don't pre-vote for people. Let people choose for themselves. But I still feel it myself. It feels a little in and a little out, a little bit like we're still in limbo. And I know that the folks who are leading churches and Sunday gatherings still, uh, that is also feeling that same way because oh, not everybody's made it back and are they coming back? But even when they were here, they weren't that super engaged on mission. And so I want to talk about this because when you're living in the midst of so much uncertainty, the future can feel a little scary. When your plans have evaporated, when it feels so tiring to look ahead, maybe you feel that way. But we all long for something new, don't we? Something that brings freshness to our lives and faith. It's not so much, I think we're all hoping to go back to something necessarily, but we are feeling that pull forward to something new, something fresh. With the new year ahead, I've been thinking and wondering, do we have a God-given love of, and desire for new things, for a newness in our lives? Is that built in? Is that part of our longing as we look towards the completion of all things? Think about Revelation 21, and I was looking at these verses 3 to 5. Let me just read them to you. I think it underscores that, yeah, we, we are built for newness, for fresh, for the restored, for the recreated. Here's verse 3 to 5. It says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among the people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And then the one sitting on the throne, that's, that's our father, said, look, 
I'm making everything new. Yeah, I really do think that that longing for what God has promised pulls us forward a little bit each year in our own lives personally, with our families, with our churches. Like, where are we going and are we making disciples of Jesus? Are we experiencing life in the kingdom that Jesus promised now, today? And I think it's good and right to desire this newness because we're constantly working out our faith and practice. And that desire for newness, when acted upon, is actually an act of faith in what God is doing and what he's promised. You see how that works? That, that longing towards the new, to the more, to what he's called us to and promised he's restoring everything. It's all going to be new and made new. And yeah, all of that. When we act upon that, like, God, what is next for us? And we do that. That's an act of faith. You know, because we're trusting him in your life through Christ and in your family's life and rhythms and in the church that you're a part of and helping lead. There's all kinds of ways that we can look at this. What does God want to make new in your life, in your family, in your church and community right now, in the, in the new year? How might God want to grow your spiritual freedom from performance-based Christianity or a do-to-be treadmill in your ministry life and activities in the year ahead? Let me say that again. How does God want to grow your spiritual freedom and moving you from performance-based Christianity or a do-to-be treadmill in your life. And with all that we've been through, that you've been through this past year plus, have you stopped dreaming forward? Have you stopped dreaming to embrace all that God has for you? Have you allowed yourself to believe that a better new future is coming? That it's possible to truly live out a beautiful gospel-centered life with others every day? I hope not. I hope you've not stopped dreaming for that. I recently ran into a prompt. You'll see what I mean here in a second from author Holly Jacobs. It's fun and it may help you get unstuck and look forward to something bigger, something better. Here's what she says. This is the prompt. Imagine yourself at some point in the future, maybe a few months or a year from now, living the life of your dreams. This is a normal day, not a holiday or a special day. Rather, it's a typical and perfect everyday. You can see why it caught my attention. What do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? Who are you with and what are you doing? Describe the day in present tense from the moment you wake up to the moment that you go to sleep. And then she ends it here. She says, creation begins with imagination. Wow, I love it. And I read this with a future together on mission perspective. And I was encouraged by that, this everyday nature of it. And this idea that creation begins with imagination. Instead of focusing on the past, our fading traditions or bursted bubbles and plans, this gives us permission to dream big, believing that we have a big God who is still up to big things. And I love the imminence of this. It's like, it's right here, it's happening. And I also really like this idea of writing this out in the present tense. For me, that makes it much more tangible, more possible, more faith-filled. I wanna challenge you to do that. I'm gonna add a copy of that prompt, that little paragraph there, to the big three download for today so that you'll have it. 
Now, to further help you prepare for a big new year on mission, I've broken things down into three simple categories for you. Preparing your heart, preparing your family, and preparing your church. Let's just talk about each of those for a little bit. Think about all this as, hey, we've got a a little bit of time here, and I want to prepare well. I want to steward the dream that God has called us to and promised us. So let's look at preparing your heart. Where do you need to move from unbelief to belief? Another way of saying this is, in the new year, what do you need to stop believing and what do you need to start believing in order to live out your faith, you and God, in a richer and more fulfilling way? Maybe there's some fear or false or limiting beliefs that you need to stop believing. Where do you need to repent as you head into the next year? Now, what I mean by repentance is not what do you need to feel bad about and stop doing, like that sense of ickiness, but repentance is about a new mind. So there again, it's that stop believing and starting to believe the truth. And then connected to our beliefs there, what do you need to stop doing in the new year? Time wasters, procrastinations in your life, excuses. And what do you need to start doing to prepare your heart and mind for growth and newness and freshness? Maybe it's things like rest. I need some rest so I can think and dream and reconnect to the Father's heart. Maybe you need to get training and coaching so that you have the skills and the new language and the ability to lead others in that. Maybe it's finding or creating a DNA group with a couple other guys or a couple other gals in the new year. So you're preparing your heart for all that God has, that you're not just talking about God, but you're talking with him and you feel a closeness and his guidance and his power and his restoration. That's where we want to start by preparing your own heart for a new year on mission. Next, let's look at preparing your family. Are you leading well in your family? I don't know if you have a family, but if you do, are you the husband, the wife, the father, the mother? Are you leading well in your family? Are you leading your family outward on mission? So when I say leading your family well, I'm not talking about just like, oh, we're not doing family devotions anymore, or we're not doing our Bible studies like we used to. I'm talking about leading them out on mission. What new rhythms of faith and life with others could you introduce in the new year with your family? And let me ask you this. Is your family the model for others to follow out on mission? If you're leading a church or leading a missional community, is your family a family worth imitating? What types of things can you do to prepare as a family for bigger engagement in discipleship and mission as a lifestyle in the new year? And I would suggest looking to add one new predictable pattern, something like a a really special family dinner night or starting an open table once a week. Remember, we're looking for predictable patterns. Or maybe it's serving together as a family and with a few of your people apiece. What could you do there with your family to prepare them now for those things? How do you talk that up? Maybe you start having that family dinner night and you talk about living increasingly for the sake of others as a family on mission. What would that look like for you? Now is a great time. Now is the time to begin to grasp those dreams, make them a reality. 
And third, how are you preparing your church for a new year on mission? Starting with leaders and your key influencers within your community. What is your roadmap going forward with the folks in your church? Because it can't be to just embrace a dwindling or reduced attendance on Sunday while hoping for everything to return to some past glory days. None of us want that. But if you're stuck, it's time to prepare. And if you've prepared your own heart and life, if you're living as a family on mission, modeling a lifestyle of discipleship, you'll be able to lead others wherever you're going. I promise that's how it works. And what training and development could you start giving to your folks that will help them prepare for greater missional engagement this next year? And I'm not suggesting you have to jam this all in between now and January 1st. I'm just saying, are you preparing to start doing this level of equipping to help them move well past discipleship that is focused on knowledge acquisition and performance-based spirituality? Discipleship happens in everyday life. Have you developed a framework and have that in place? What would be the very first steps in creating and implementing this? Again, when it comes to preparing your church or community for a big year on mission, I'd suggest it's a good thing to ask yourself and your leaders this. What do we or you need to stop doing in the new year? Time wasters, dead traditions, lack of intentionality and outward focus in your groups, etc. And what do we need to start doing? That's a good place to start. What next, Lord? Get together and pray and ask, what, what's next, Lord? And then commit to that and bring gospel accountability. We're going to go, how are we doing it? Believe in that and living out of that belief. Remember, small is big and slow is fast, but you do want to get started. You don't want to not steward this beautiful opportunity the year ahead. And by the way, you might want to go back and listen to episode number 252. It's called First Steps to Becoming a Missional Church. I give you a whole lot of ideas there. And maybe you're, you think you're past the first steps, but maybe these would be some new first steps for you as you prepare for mission next year. And please check out Missio Publishing. They've got all the primers and other resources for helping you prepare and helping lead your groups outward on mission and deeper into their gospel fluency. You can check it out at missiopublishing.com. They have all the best missional resources for your communities. All in all, I know that God wants you to experience new grace this year, his unmerited favor. I know that. It's not that he wants you to go out and work hard so you can earn it. He wants you to experience his grace, his unmerited favor in getting to live this life that Jesus died to give us. God wants you to have new mercies. So you believe that God is not punishing or limiting you for something that's out of your control or something that you failed to do or you thought you were supposed to do this past year. God wants you to have new mercies for that. He wants to give you new opportunities and new blessings and then his favor to go along with all that. And please hear this. Our good father wants to give you new increased faith for all of this. Faith and trust in him and what he's calling you to and that he is giving you the desires of your heart and then he will fulfill that if you'll trust him and walk with him. Do you believe that? I'm excited. I hope you can hear that. Now, as we start to wrap up, I, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's 
talk here and you can get these as as always you can download these big three as talking points or as reminders you can get a printable pdf of that just by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three and like i said i'm going to add that dreaming forward prompt that paragraph that beautiful paragraph i'm going to add that to the big three this week so you'll have that here are the big three for this week then first not intentionally preparing ourselves and others for the year ahead on mission is in fact a type of preparation in itself but it may be preparing to fail or preparing to remain frustrated with the things that you could be changing that you could be leading in number two with all of this may come new responsibilities new challenges and the need for a renewed reliance on god for everything in your life and ministry Even our righteous acts done apart from faith are but filthy rags. Yikes. But you can trust him with yourself, with your family, and the community you're a part of and leading. Remember, it is God himself through Christ who is making all things new. And your value and success is not based on what you do or get others to do. It's really based on what Jesus has already done. Boy, that's good news. That's awesome news as we look to a new year. And number three, don't be afraid to dream forward and ask God to lead you to that hoped-for future reality. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Prepare your heart first. Do that work. Really do. Then, in faith, start preparing your family, intentionally introducing new language, new rhythms, and relationships. Then ask What's next, Lord, with your church and leaders and community? What is the very first step that you'll take to prepare your church for bigger engagement on the mission of making disciples in everyday life next year? And remember, you may want to go back and listen to episode 252, that first steps to becoming a missional church. And again, I'm going to add that prompt, that dreaming forward prompt for you to the big three. So be sure to download that this week. And if you're interested in learning a full framework for discipleship and mission in the new year, and if you want to grow yourself and your family and your leaders in their gospel fluency, I'd love to help you with that. Tina and I have a limited amount of coaching spaces open in the new year, but I'd love you to be one of them. You can find out more about the coaching we offer, and you can set up a a Zoom call so we can talk and get to know each other a little bit, and you can ask any questions you might have by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching but after you're hearing this whole thing i know you're excited for what the new year has ahead would you like a little help with that we would love and feel privileged to be that help well there you go that's it for today next week on the podcast we'll be doing a wrap-up for the year we'll have some special guests and we'll tell you what's ahead for us both personally and with the podcast in the new year Till then, I hope you're having or have had the best, most blessed holidays. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 